Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Well, let's talk about that in our second segment here. So let's let's uh, actually shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about that. Like you say that some of these Asians actually run a lot of the businesses here in the Bay Area. Do you want to focus on that a little bit more? Because here's the thing. One thing that I wanted to dive in is why, or I guess the differences between different Asians, because different Asians, depending on your <laughs> complexion, you're going to get treated differently. You're going to get treated differently in different communities like Filipinos in Daly City. You run everything, you know, and you got, and if you're Filipino in, in San Jose, it's like, dude, you got street cred. It's just how it works. No, but okay. But here's why. Oh, good cookie. Uh, the, the reason why is because, and, 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 I, and I hate to say this, but this is going to happen in China too. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people embrace the hip hop culture. Yeah, the street and, and, and coming out of New York, coming out of LA, coming out of Oakland. Because oh, yeah. these are the three, like Chicago, even though it's the most dangerous city in America, nobody cares what the hip hop dudes are doing in Chicago. They don't care. But they love Oakland. They love... You know, like in China, especially, they love Oakland. I don't know if it's because of Steph Curry, but they love basketball. They love all kinds of crazy shit in China. But the thing is like this. Vietnamese have totally embraced the hip-hop culture coming from L.A., New York, you know, Oakland. um, And they don't care. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, they don't care. They don't care. They will shoot you dead faster than any other person on the on the planet because they don't care and they know they can get away with it because they all look alike to almost all american eyes and they know they can get away and they because of that and with that shift of uh and 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 it goes back to what i'm saying it's like you know what i would rather live in a christian world where everybody's like the pope versus living in a world where everybody thinks they're you know public not even public enemy uh nwa (laughs) well the pope is not exactly the beacon of virtue and righteousness in our society these days but you know whoever it is like mother Teresa. then like i would rather live in the world everybody's mother Teresa versus let's let's focus on that on that aspect for a second because we've talked a little bit about um asians now taking on more street culture right they you know there's a oh i I don't know if we talked about this on the show because this kind of is a good segue from what we talked about earlier with black and asian crimes but you know, there's a whole district in Japan where it's just dedicated to Japanese girls specifically and Japanese uh, appropriating Chicano culture. Like they got yep. the Mexican, yeah, they got the yeah. Mexican teardrop tattoo type thing. They they have the hoop earrings and they got the tattoos of text and Jesus across their <laughs> chest. It's like, come on, like, you know, I'm serious. And this is in Japan. <laughs> I know. This is not here. In Thailand too. Yeah, you yeah. So do that, but in Thailand they do that. Dude, it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. But for some reason, dude, it's gonna happen in China too. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I, initially, I thought it was cool, 
because we were helping out with bringing uh you know because your like, awareness your culture to other countries well, no we we're just trying to make money because uh you know the djs you know i know a lot of djs uh uh and everybody knows who i am uh or and if i don't know them they want to play at the venues and so they know my like everybody knows my boys because right. my boys are super famous all around the world because everybody knows who they are um that's how good they are as djing and if you know anything about scratching and 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 beat juggling and and turntablism you know, nobody's better than my boys. And yeah. everybody knows, and it kind of goes back to what you said, the Filipinos, a daily city. Uh, it's just how it works. Like they totally embraced what used to be considered only black. And now it's more Filipino. Like it's like, how many good black DJs do you know? Mm-hmm. I only know only one. Right. Seriously. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking all the do. I mean, well, there's two, but one okay so one black guy he's considered second tier so but the other black guy he's right up there with all the other filipinos and that one there's one mexican one black and one white and everybody else is filipino (laughs) so here's here's where it it ties in very nicely because we got to add another angle here one of the most popular tv shows um at least from what i can tell i don't really watch tv so this is speculative to some degree, but one of the most popular TV shows now is a show called Fresh Off the Boat, which actually yeah. features Asians. But here's the deal. It's inspired primarily by the kid in, in, the, in the show, right? Eddie Huang. And Eddie Huang in real life is this cook. He's this chef, right? Kind of a bit of a rug rat. But he's, he, 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 he's into hip hop. Like this is what I'm trying to get at because Fresh Off the Boat is actually a good example of what Asians do the moment they come to America, which is they gravitate towards the one culture that seems to speak to them to some way, which is hip hop. If you go to, okay, I got to say this. I went to a Kanye West concert. There were more Asians there than there were white people or black people. And that's a fact. This was an Oracle arena out in Oakland a couple of years ago. I went to see Kanye. Kanye, his, because of his style and fashion taste, Asians just love him. Asians love Kanye like it's and and what I'm trying to say is like hip-hop culture always seems to be the first thing that a lot of Chinese Filipinos uh Koreans Koreans especially like they gravitate to that culture that's outside of their culture if they want to assimilate into American culture whatever it's it starts with hip-hop it's not country it's not Garth Brooks but but it's it's hip-hop the old days Asians used to love rock and roll and country exactly well if you talk about my grandfather's generation they're into that they're into like the Rolling Stones Blue Oyster Cult yeah well I don't know about your parents but but people my age like the Asians my age they all liked Depeche Mode and and, yeah you wave music or whatever but here's the thing, I believe because white boys got all crazy, like, you know, like fetishizing, fetish, fetishizing, uh, fetish, I don't know. I, I'm inventing a new, I don't even think this is a real word, but, you know, they turned Asian women into this fetish. And I think that's what turned, you know, Asian immigrants off of uh, white culture. Not that rock and roll is white culture, but, you know. Well, it's technically black culture if you really. Yeah, I know. No, it because is black culture. Like, dude, like one of the greatest rock and roll guitarists was Prince. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, he wasn't 
people like Purple Rain and stuff like that, but dude, that dude knew how to play guitar like no one's. Oh business. yeah, Prince is one of like Jimi Hendrix. Good, you know what I mean? Like Jimi Hendrix, obviously everybody knows he's the best, but right. Prince is right up there. If not, I don't know. I mean, Prince might have been better than than uh than Jimi Hendrix. We would never know, but because it's all subjective. But Prince might be the greatest guitar player who ever lived. And, uh, you know, and his music was like rock and roll, but they called it something else because he was black, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if you ever listened to any of his stuff, but like Prince was badass. But anyway, but, but my point is, I think the reason why everybody likes hip hop was because blacks never objectified, but I hate, I'm never going to use that word object. Now fetish, they, they turned Asian women into a fetish. That's what white boys did. Huh. And, uh, and that mentality of, of, of uh, you know, like white men and Asian women, like that was San Francisco. There was a while when San Francisco was nothing but a whole bunch of white boys dating Asian women. You know what I mean? But, and that was, but see, that was a white boy way of saying, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I have an Asian wife. I'm like, bitch, that bitch is white as you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> she might even be whiter than you. Like, like skin wise you know what yeah, i mean yeah. i said the only difference is her eyes are not like yours you know <laughs> but you're still a racist you're not fooling anybody yeah you know and it's the truth it's like you know it's but that's what white boys did white boys fetish fetishized or turned asian women into fetishes that's all they did and i think asian recognized that and that's why they love hip-hop because they like the greediness and just uh like, hey, like they could honestly relate to white people turning them into fetishes. You know what I mean? It's like, you even said this yourself. The reason why, and I never thought about that until you told me, the reason why white boys did that was because white boys honestly thought they were better than Asian men. And that's why they do that. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking, that's right. That's true. Because like when I date somebody, I, I date somebody knowing I'm better than every man on the planet. And that's why I can bang you. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, because I'm the best. That's why you want a piece. Of that. But that's the mentality everybody has. Like when you're dating somebody, mm -hmm. when you're, that's why they call, I'm going to win your heart because you're competing against other men and you want to be the best. And then I'm thinking, holy crap, that's right. You are truly correct. White boys believe they are better than Asian men. That's why they turned Asian women into a fetish. And that's insane. Like, I'm thinking, holy crap. And that's why they love hip-hop, because black dudes don't do that. Because everybody <laughs> knows blacks are at the bottom. You know? <laughs> but it's the truth. It's like, come on. Blacks are at the bottom. Everybody knows that. That's not a secret. Yeah, yeah, but but we love their culture, though. I mean, we yeah, because there's nobody trying to say like we're blacks. Never say we're the best. We're no blacks yeah. are always like, hey, we want to be part of your group. It don't matter, yellow, black, and white. We all people of whatever. all the same in God's sight. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> that's know, how the rhyme goes. Song, but you know, but it's pretty much the same thing. But you know what I mean. That's that's an I want to talk about that because we talked about how now there was racial friction right between black and Asian. So then this segment, which links up perfectly, we got to talk about how different types of Asians, right? You almost get, and I think I got to say I think complexion's a big deal because here's the thing: in the eyes of people who don't know any better, you might look black. Like you know, Filipinos pass 
for black, for blacks. like ninety percent of the time, and unfortunately, it's probably so why they get treated like blacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're, 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 you are East Asian, but you are you're darker skinned, right? Whereas like if you, yeah. Whereas if you're if you're Japanese, it's like, dude, you're paler than Chinese people. You're not even yeah. yellow. You're white. <laughs> Dude, you're you're whiter than white. You're so white they fucking glow. Well, also also they have a they have a tendency to want to get paler, which I actually don't like. I mean, just from a personal perspective, oh, but an Asian yeah. girl is pale, like super pale. I don't like it. I like them like olive skin, you know, a little darker. I, I don't know why we're talking about this on the no, show. No, but, but did I'm you serious. see those? No, no, no. There's a group of Japanese now that are getting super dark and trying to turn black that's what i'm talking about it's part of that whole latin influence black influence chicano yeah, that's culture insane. yeah and that's like i think it's because too they're tired of being fetishized by by whites you so know what are they going to be fetishized by black people well actually black, no, okay, okay i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest black offended. black people love asian girls like they they just they no not. blacks just love women all together i'm telling you now that's why blacks have so many kids Okay. <laughs> no but it's the truth they they don't like that's like you know you hate to say things like this but, <laughs> but you say it anyways like yeah because it's true no because a lot of it's just self-reflection too at this point but you have so many kids like it's just how it goes many black <laughs> people have multiple kids with multiple women why because they can't control themselves around women it don't matter fat because come on who loves fat women black dudes oh, yeah. not because they love fat women it's because they're the easiest to get they put up the least resistance when you're fat yeah you know you're gonna give it up and, and who likes fat women nobody except for black dudes don't put up with it why because you know it's just how it goes so no but the reason why i don't think blacks will ever like truly truly like asian women is because it just looks goofy you know like dude like when you see those Asian chicks with the trying to be all black, dude. Come on, man. You know what I mean? It don't look right. It, I mean, yeah. Well, it's always it's always an interesting thing to observe when I have a few of the. I mean, I I can't blame them. They're Vietnamese. They grew up on on this. They grew up in the hood. So it's like you're part of that culture. So I don't blame you for that. But sometimes when I see that and they they're going for the cornrows and the hoop oh, and the dude, tattoos, I'm just like, man, it screams ratchet. I I, I know, but and then they start talking. It's like go to school like get good grades like that's a good thing that's something to be proud of you don't have to get all like no but it pisses me off when i see these asians talking you know all ghetto and shit you know what i'm saying i'm like what <laughs> i'm like i don't talk like that why in the hell are you talking like that so don't, don't come to me calling me this or that i don't know you yeah they like no, to piss, not that it pisses me off but man it makes me mad to, when people <laughs> talk all crazy i'm thinking are, did you fall off the boat <laughs> and hit your head real hard thinking you're black or something i was like even because like it even bothered me to hear mexicans speak that way oh. you know what i mean because like mexicans like in the you know like cholos have their own lingo their own way of saying stuff it's not like blacks they sound like they're from the south or uneducated you know what i mean they don't know how to say ours you know what i mean like mo you know and it's you know the same reason why chinese people can't say ours you know what I mean? Because it's hard to use that word R. Like, it's hard to do. Yeah. And uh, that's a Latin thing, you know. 
Yeah, like yeah. You know, what, what did the counselor that. say? What did she try? Like, I can't roll my R's. <laughs> but it's just how it goes. A lot of it's not in the Asian language. The R sound or the L sound, and uh, yeah. and the reason why it's because it's a hard thing to do. In uh, in in uh, yeah. Just go ahead. I guess okay. I I don't know any better because I kind of grew up in both worlds. But no, um, but come on, you you heard you heard Asian guys can't say they say chewy chewy, you know what I mean? Like uh, you know, like oh, I do uh, I can't do my no Chinese. no no. But give me an example and I'll I'll make it happen. But what what do they say? Like I know what you're talking like, about. Like when they say cherry, they can't say cherry. They say chewy or or uh, okay. If they say rock. Rock and roll. Oh, walk and roll. Walk and roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how Chinese No, no, they, no, but you're right about the L's. I don't know about the R's, but the L's, they pronounce them as like, as, as like Y's or W's because they won't say like walk and roll. They'll say, they'll say <laughs> rock and roll. Like they won't even say yeah. the L's. Walk and roll, walk and roll. But it's the truth. It's, it's, they can't say ours. They can't say else. It's not. It's not in our opinion. It's not in our in our vocabulary. And as a Mandarin speaker, it's like you don't find that. You, there's nothing in Chinese that kind of ends that way. No, but it would be a Japanese. Same thing with Vietnamese. It's ours and else. Because it's all it's all rooted. Our dialects. We're the same people. Okay. The the reason why we're Korean, Japanese, or whatever is just because certain kings decided to go off on their own and conquer their own land. We come from the same place. <laughs> well, uh, a counselor said no S's as well. She said <laughs> S's at the end are hard to pronounce. <laughs> really? Like well, I mean the counselor's English is pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, because you know. But I'm sure like if she if, if she spoke to her like mom or something, it'd be a little like, you know, mom's <laughs> Anyway, but the point being is whenever I hear, you know, because my thing is like this, look, blacks speak that way. They can't say, they don't say ours. They like, seriously, like we used to make fun out of this one dude and, uh, you know, and not because he was black or uneducated, because he was a drunk. So we made fun out of him because he was a drunk and, but this is how they speak in the South. Oh, I'm going to go down the road. You know, because it's <laughs> instead of saying road, they say row. I mean, you know, it's a because in English, in theory, every vowel is a um, syllable, right? Not a syllable. No. Um, what's that word? Yeah. What, what's it? When? How many? Um. Yeah, three syllable word. A syllable. So wait, three syllable. Gosh darn it. I hate no, a vowel I hate. is A E I O U. No, 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 yeah, but see, a vowel, uh, okay, so. Yeah, That's a vowel. A consonant is all the other ones. You can't no, no, build no, words without is, vowels. Okay, so like when a word has three syllables, what's a syllable? A syllable is like syllable. Three, three, so like three rhythmic syllable. That's yeah, syllable. so, but I don't know how to describe it so people understand what the hell we're talking about. But in English, syllables are divided by the vowels. So when a word has... That's, uh, right. That's right. Yeah, I, I so see that. Yeah. When, a, when a word has two vowels in it, that generally means it has two syllables. But in the South... But, but, but see, here's the thing. Pool has two syllable, has two vowels in it, and it's one syllable. Yeah, so, so when a black person says pool, they say, oh, I want you to go shoot me some pool. <laughs> <laughs> Same pool, pool. That's how they. Say it. <laughs> oh, you 
well, I'm going to go fishing on the Boat. <laughs> but it's like, come on, man. I mean, but that doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes they no, say boat. Dude, that, no, 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 no. In the South, that's how they honestly speak because they're uneducated. They don't know. Come and on. so they, oh, but they know the word because like, and when you're learning English, the, 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 the general rule of thumb is when it, for every consonant and for every vowel, that's a syllable. So in a word like boat, there's two syllable, um, there's two vowels. So, you know, you would think there's two syllables and the same thing with pool, road, boat you know boot oh you know, put on my boot you know like boot and it's like come on yeah you know what i mean it's like you don't say shooey but sometimes they do say shooey but but you know what i mean it's like come on and uh it's 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 um but to hear asian people say things like that drives me nuts it's like come on you guys have good education you guys are known for being the smart people yet somehow some way you're embarrassed to being smart yeah or yeah, smart but anyway that, that's the true thing is like they get made fun of for being nerdy and smart and that's why asians go the other direction we talked about this but it's happening it's happening where it's like man these people don't even have respect for you and yet you want to be just like them yeah no but and it's not because blacks don't respect it's they don't even respect themselves I mean, and that's, look, when yeah. you see, like, when you go, let's go back to the previous episode and we watched that video. Come on, that black dude had no self-respect. That's why he did what he did. He doesn't love himself. That's a guy who doesn't love himself. He doesn't care. You know, he's going to get, you know, he's open to anal because that's what's going to happen to him. You know, but it's the truth. But instead of just, you know, working out his inner demons he's just gonna choose a life of getting raped for the rest of his life you know what i mean it's like what the hell what oh, kind of people yeah. are like that but that's my point uh, we said this previously before when blacks were at the top most educated you know all this most money that's when they had a strong religious background a religious belief mm -hmm. they lost all that now look at them at the bottom again <laughs> you know it's like they're at the top for a while but then i'm telling you asians are at the top because the one thing you'll never hear when you'll never hear progressive talk about income inequality when it comes to all people all minorities because why because there's a group of minorities that are at the top yeah. it's just how it works so that whole notion that minorities are this and that. Nah, it's all bullshit. Look, Asians make $20,000 a year more. What, counselor? Hey, counselor, you can make an appearance and talk. Yeah, I see. No, she run as soon as you said that, she runs away. <laughs> but did you hear what she said? Some no, I barely. That's why I say you got to speak into the microphone, counselor. No, she was telling me or telling the audience how a guy dumped her. Some white guy. Some white guy dumped her because she was saying how Asians make more than whites. No, no, no. I was telling him that the, in each group there is, there's a hierarchy, even though you don't want to believe it, there is. And then I was telling him that some, some Asians are considered more. Oh, oh, yeah. This is what you're talking about right now. The hierarchy of Asians. Yeah, and then I got. got yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I've been saying that this whole time. <laughs> yeah. You just got it? Like. And he stopped talking to me and then he told my Filipino friend. 
girlfriend that I'm racist and then she stopped being my friend. <laughs> For those of you listeners who are confused as to what's going on right now, that's the counselor. She's off to the side. She never actually speaks into the microphone, but uh, it's Professor yeah. Greg's partner in crime. But um, um, yeah, no, there is a hierarchy of Asians and sometimes they don't like each other either. Like Japanese... No, but it's true. But, but no, talk about the, okay. So on the top of the Asian food chain is going to be uh, Koreans. Well, technically, it's Chinese and Japanese because yeah. they have the strongest economies. But Korea is right up there. So it's Korea, China, and 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 uh, and Japan. Those are the top of the Asians. If you're not in that group, those are the top Asian groups. And by coincidence, they're also the whitest of the group. <laughs> and then. At the bottom of the Asian hierarchy would be the Filipinos. It's the truth. Yeah, Why? That's because true. They, they look, they're very dark and, you know, you know, a lot of them are confused for black people. I mean, hell, in the Philippines, they still got the Negritos living in the caves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and they call them true. the original Filipinos, but, and they're just a bunch of little pygmies living in caves. So, like, and I know they got that in Australia, too. They got the pygmy dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but the original Australians are, like, little black dudes living in, in huts or something in Australia. Uh, but, it's, but they got them in the Philippines, too. And so, uh, but they call them Negritos, but it's, but look, you know, I mean, you're not going to say it, but come on, you got to admit that there's a hierarchy in Asian culture. Like the the whitest ones are the top and the black ones, like the Filipinos are at the bottom. (laughs) That works. No, no, I know. I know. And, but that's what I was also talking about the, the culture thing too. Like Filipinos are, are I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit here, but they're heavy, heavy into hip hop culture. They're just like, they, they, it's like, it's almost like the behavior almost looks like it's parallel to just the typical dichotomy between white and black people. And I, I hate to say it like that, but it's just a pattern that's true. And here's the thing too, the stereotype is, and yes, I'm going to stereotype a little bit here, but black people, like, they're good at dancing. They're good at singing, right? That's just kind of like the stereotype. It's like and, the Filipinos. <laughs> and the Filipinos are too. And we, we had this joke back in the music scene when I was in San Francisco where it's like, dude, we were at, we'd be at open mics and stuff. Every time a Filipino guy got up there, we, were, we would take bets. We'd be like, dude, he's, he, he's going to have a good voice. Like it's just, and he's going to know how to dance too. And he's going to know how to do all and play guitar and all that. And guess what? It was always true. <laughs> There's no, I've never met a bad Filipino singer. I've never met a bad Filipino guitar player. It just doesn't happen. Dude, the best. They can all dance right too. Now we're all Filipino. All yeah, they can all kids. Yeah, all, they can all dance too. And I, I, I mean, I hate to generalize that way, but this is a good thing. So this is a good stereotype. You know, if they're good stereotypes, you're probably gonna like it. You know, it's not like I'm saying you're dumb as rocks or anything. But that's that's the funny thing, right? Is that there's a there's a parallel there where it's like they they can all dance. They're all very yeah. No, but think about this: the Filipinos have taken over hip hop culture so much that in their dance crew, there's only one black guy in it. Seriously, <laughs> that's how bad blacks have gotten at dancing. That only one black guy can join a Filipino group. It's funny. The Jabberwockies has one black dude in the 80s when you had hip-hop and breaks and all that kind of stuff right and this was something that originated in brooklyn where people were doing beats and, and people were dancing 
that's all Asians that do that now. It's all Filipinos. Yep. Break dancing. Think about it. When you think break dancer, that's 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 a hip hop, you know, sort of a, a run DMC old school type thing, right? But the thing is, now when you think of a dancer, I immediately think Filipino. I think with whether it's it's like hip hop dancing or break dancing or street dancing oh, shuffles, no. it's all Filipino. Dude, that is so cr- no, but it's. Dude, never in my lifetime did I ever think Asians could ever learn how to dance. Seriously, I would. No, no. The, the, the Chinese are, eh, the Japanese probably can't dance very well too. But but Koreans, Koreans have a, a they're the, yeah, the they have a big crack. stab. Yeah, they have a big stab in in hip hop and uh, dancing and singing. Dude, and it's in well, no, but there's I forgot this dude's name, but some dude in China. Oh yeah, the song is called "Made in China." <laughs> have you heard of that hip-hop song made in china no no Dude, I google it it is funny i'm thinking you gotta be effing kidding me man but yeah it, it's made in china made in china i just remember china. when when gangnam style i don't know if you remember that many yeah, 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 yeah. my my friend looks like him yeah He's it's Chinese. just like and that was the most viewed video ever for a long time until despacito took it over but like the thing is um it just kind of shows you the influence, right? The influence of hip hop in a lot of these Asian countries. And I don't know, like how, do, okay. So how does this tie into to, to economies? How does this tie into earnings and everything? Well, like, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you, we got to make it back to conservatism some way. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So, okay. This is like, I'm not kidding you. I bet you money. If I go to China and they'll be like, Oh my God, you're, you're this guy. Oh, they love me. But, but here's the thing because in the old days, yeah, uh, we were trying to make money because remember we talked about this before. How do you make money in the hood? Well, you make money by by developing your style. So, you know, like a lot of my friends who were into graffiti art, you know, like I told you, they got jobs at the NBA and all this other stuff, and they took it mainstream. Yep. You know, my dancing buddies, same thing. They took it mainstream, and uh, same thing with the DJs. But the problem was this. They couldn't make money locally. We had to go out and travel the world and get sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it was uh, like Coca-Cola. Mostly it was Coca-Cola. But uh, because Coca-Cola is an international company and, you know, they sell all over the world. So if you can get a group like Coca-Cola or now who's doing it is Red Bull. And, uh, and Coca-Cola has Monster. So, and I know I can, if I really wanted to, I'd just go back to Coke and say, hey man, let's just do Monster Energy and, and just go over the world. But this is what you do. You develop something, a style unique to yourself, whether it's music, dance, art, and you take it globally. And people will buy your t-shirts. They will buy your pieces of CR, like your stickers, your whatever. And that's how you do it. And, uh, and so we used to, you know, I used to hook up the DJs with places to go play in China, go places to go play in a, a Hong Kong or Korea. And that's how it works. I mean, they play at the hotels and, and they're like, oh, my God. And the kids remember that. And now look at it. Like, they're called Higher Brothers. Uh, then X, Famous Dex, Made in China. And then uh, I think it's called Featuring producer richie souf but dude if you look at these dudes it looks like run dmc from way back in the 80s and uh (laughs) but it's funny it's just it's just really crazy but dude there was yeah man like i'm telling you now if if 
you just knew anything about what we did. But that's how you do it. That's how you make money because, you know, throwing parties is probably the easiest way to infiltrate another person's society and culture. Because, mm -hmm. look, you don't need a lot of people. If you got 50 people giving you $5, that's $250. That's good money, man. Like $250 a day. All you need yeah. is 50 people to show up. And that 50 people will tell at least 10 people. And then so those 10 people are all hyped because 50 people hyped you up. They're like, oh man, these crazy ass black dudes from oh from uh, San Francisco, you know, oh San Francisco, oh San Francisco, China, 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 China. you know what I mean? Talking all crazy, and yeah. they're hyping you up, and they go, oh, I know people in Chinatown and or in San Francisco, da 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 da, this that. So they're more open to you, and then you just that's what multi level marketing is. It's the word of mouth. But see, if you think about it, and I I got off a call with a guy who I actually kind of like. He's he's um. So here's the deal. I know we've talked about insurance, but the thing is, uh, he's actually he's actually sponsoring me just to go out and take the test so I get licensed. So if I ever considered it, I would do it. And I'm like, bro, if you're gonna offer me free education, I'm Chinese. I'm gonna yeah, take I'm it. Taking you know? it. And, and but here's the deal. The funny thing about that was, um, uh, he, he said something like we were talking about business, right? And he's an insurance guy, but he does really well because he's got agents working under him and all that. And he said, dude. At the end of the day, every successful business is an MLM to some degree. Because what is it all built on? A relationship where one person believes in the company and decides to either purchase a product or a service from it. Every company is an MLM. You know what I mean? It's just that yep. the ones that we stay away from are the ones that you have to pay up front for it. And then, you know, the pyramid scheme times. But if you think about it, that whole like, hey, here, let's build a relationship. You want to join me on this? You want to use my service? Dude. That's what every business wants. That's what every company wants. That's why when we talk about Christianity and Jesus and building a relationship with people and spreading the word all around, it's like prior to that, people didn't do that. People, people, in fact, people didn't even go outside of their tribes. You didn't associate with people that were outside of your, uh, your, your, your demographic, your district or whatnot. It's like, hey, you're not from around here. Get out. You know, like, and it's like now it's like, no, we got to spread it everywhere. And it's like, Wow. I just thought about it. Our Western economic systems with building businesses comes from Jesus. Yeah. Plain and simple. Multi-level. Yeah. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. Because it, it, here's the thing. Before that, you weren't really going around and, and selling your thing or giving people the good news about what you had with really no exchange for anything, right? Just giving them value first. So my theory is, yeah, we've been talking about this a lot, but it's true. Like the MLM aspect. And he told me this on the phone. This was a guy who was an insurance agent. He's like, dude, Safeway, that's an MLM. Starbucks, that's an MLM. To some degree, it has that, right? When we think about it, not in the bad vibes of it, but it is an MLM. It's like no, not, you work not, in a department not, and you make those people. Degree. No, 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 no. I, no, because like, it's not some degree. Uh, and, and like, I'm going to read you right now the mission statement of Starbucks coffee. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. And only an MLM will have this as a mission statement. This is totally going to prove that it's an LM, LM, MLM. Right. 
to inspire and nurture the human spirit, one person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. End quote. Okay. Come All on. Right. No, you're right. You're right. That was awesome because that's multi-level marketing. <laughs> one to inspire and nurture the human spirit. One person, one cup, and one neighborhood at a time. That's how they do it. They oh man, come on. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's not a secret, dude. That the only difference is yeah it's because they have franchises set up and all that the difference between say starbucks and amway is that amway doesn't have amway stores you know? yeah they have their they they go direct to well, uh see, but here's the thing what makes starbucks or safeway successful is that they don't ever because when once you say it's multi-level marketing everybody's turned off yeah so they come up with these clever slogans kind of like they do in a religion and say things like, oh, I want to inspire you and nurture your human spirit. Come on. Is that not some kind of rip off of Christianity? Because, you know, believe it or not, like the Jewish faith doesn't really, like they went away from that. Yeah. Even though they were supposed to spread it, but they did it the wrong way through like violence and, and killing people, throwing rocks at each other. Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> they're just like, yeah. no, but can you imagine a Starbucks thing was, hey, look, we're going to sell our coffee. And if you don't like it, we're going to throw rocks at you. <laughs> if you don't like it, screw you. You know, you like, have, if you don't, um, we're going to inspire to get the rocks out of your head. By giving you some, you can't say stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta make it sound good and nice and yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? But that's what I think. That's what makes Christianity so great is that it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, the Starbucks thing. You know, oh, my human spirit's gonna be nurtured and inspired. Really, what what is your coffee gonna inspire me to? Addiction. What's it going to inspire me to? But anyway, but look, I know without a doubt that Christianity is multi-level marketing, but in a good way that honestly is to inspire and nurture the human spirit. But the problem is the, it's the leadership, man. They, 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 they yeah. turned it into Starbucks. <laughs> Seriously. That's, I mean, come on. Doesn't this sound like something out of the Bible? Yeah. It does. I mean, come on. This is this is insane, but it's Starbucks. This is <laughs> Starbucks multi-level marketing mission statement. I'm not kidding you. This is like anybody can look this up. We no, are you're right. You're right. I'm glad you did because all companies to some degree, if you, even if it's not public, but it's, it's made available to their employees, especially if you're a nationwide or an international company, think about it, right? If you look at their vision, you look at their mission statement, it's going to be MLM to some degree or in all degrees, like you said, because here's the thing, it needs to be like that because isn't the whole point of growth with a company, unless you're like a laundromat or a small business. Okay, let me put it to you like this. If you require customers, well, not just customers, but if you require any type of marketing, you are a multi-level marketer. It's just how it goes. Every <laughs> business needs marketing. Therefore, every business is multi-level marketing. It's just how it works. Every, even a laundromat that's supposed to be quote-unquote self-sustaining with robots, look, the word needs to get out there. So Somehow, it's, some no, way, but the word has to get 
it out. This makes so much sense because here's the thing. I actually don't have an aversion to traditional MLMs, even the ones that people deem to be bad because my parents actually spent some time doing Amway like, and they were good at it. They, they got somewhere and it taught you good skills. The, the problem here is I think some people are being sold into the whole get rich quick work from wherever. It takes a lot of work. And here's, here's the thing though. It really does separate the lazy people from the serious people. Cause if you want to go for an MLM, you can make a ton of money if you're working super hard and making it right. But guess what it's all about? Isn't it all based on relationship working? Why is it called network marketing? It's because you got to build a network. That's just how it works. And guess what? Every business needs that. If you have no network, you have no customer. You have no one who you're selling to or providing a service to. So that's every business. That's every business, every company. And the thing is, it's funny because now it makes sense. I watched a TV segment of a guy who was from an MLM, right, explaining it. And obviously, you know, like what, the, what do these reporters do? They try to prime. It's like, is it a pyramid scheme? Is it an MLM? It's like, well, it's not. It's shaped <laughs> like one, but it's not. But like, there's some truth to that. There's some truth to what he's saying where it's like, if you look at Starbucks, Howard Schultz is at the top. And guess what? It looks like a pyramid. If you look yeah. at it's, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all shaped and like the that. People building it up at the bottom. Yeah. It, it, come on. It's the base. All of those employees, the cashiers, come on. They're the base of that pyramid that, you know. So when uh, people say, I want to work for Starbucks, but I wouldn't go work for Herbalife or, or you know, like Amway. It's like, they're shaped the same. I mean. It, make- no, but see, because the thing is like this, I. You know, because I know to a lot of people who are new to this, they think we might sound like a bunch of racist and crazy types of people, but we're not. This is not crazy talk. This is all real. This is what social engineering looks like. This is what, you know, and I'm not to sound religious, but this is what real evil people look like. See, we were like, a lot of people do not understand what's in that Bible. They just don't. They don't understand Christianity. Christianity, everybody has this weird idea about it. But for those people who understand it, they run companies like Starbucks. <laughs> they do. And they trick a whole, and I mean, think about this. Starbucks is now global. But let's just focus on the United States for right now. Starbucks is synonymous with the best of the best of our society. Everybody yeah. loves Starbucks. People who go to Starbucks, they're all pretentious. They're all think they're better than everybody. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm here because I got important work to do. Oh, I'm going to do some important business deal inside this Starbucks. Or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to invent the world's greatest novel as I work here high mm-hmm. collecting government benefits. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. yes. And that, well, you know, and this, because uh, this reminds me of what, what I wanted to say too about the uh, the quote unquote black on Asian crime. It, it's not, you know, it's not that blacks are committing crimes against Asians. They commit crimes against everybody and they commit crimes against blacks themselves the most. If, if you're going to be, a, if you're, if you see a black person, you have nothing to worry about unless you're black, because if you're black, and you're in a black neighborhood, trust me, something bad's going to happen to you. You got a <laughs> one in three chance of getting mugged by a black dude if you're black. This is how it works. But if you're Asian, yeah, like maybe one in 10. If you're white, you know, one in five. 
<laughs> you know, in like a 20% chance. But if you're black, you got a good chance of getting killed. Yeah. You know, because they ain't killing like everybody else. So that's the thing. It's like, so whenever you see things like, uh, oh, black, and I, I don't, I don't trip because it's like, dude, blacks are committing crimes everywhere. They don't care who you are. They, they just want an easy score. Mm-hmm. But the question is, why is this happening? And it goes back to Starbucks. What we're saying now, it's because we've created this society where what multi-level marketing is supposed to do has been perverted into Starbucks. And Starbucks only pays, you know, minimum wage. And they don't even get the tips. They split the tips. So if you got a broke-ass dude in the ghetto getting minimum wage from Starbucks, getting pissed off at people, you know, by people who are like, oh, my latte doesn't have enough foam or you didn't put this and that on my cup of joe, whatever. (laughs) And then you're on welfare, right? So you're on welfare and you you got this sense of entitlement going, right? So you're a black dude, you're at home collecting welfare, working on Starbucks, and then you're getting shitted on all day by a bunch of crazy ass Asian and white dudes who want green tea latte. You know what I mean? Who drinks these types of stuff? You know what I mean? Like, seriously, who invented green tea latte? That's insane. What kind of drink is that? But anyway, so you're a black dude. You're you're asking yourself that question. Who in the hell are these people making up these crazy-ass drinks? Why can't they just drink coffee or tea? Why why does it got to be some weird stuff where they're yelling at me, only giving me a 20-cent tip? Because they think I'm only 20 cents. So they got this stupid mentality of entitlement on top of this anger of getting a 20-cent tip. (laughs) And then they feel like they could do anything to anybody because they think it's justified. Why are they committing all these crimes? Because we're giving them stuff for free in a system where they're being taught that they're nothing. And if you have a bunch of people in the service industry who believe and get treated like they're nothing, but somehow, some way they're being nurtured and inspired to do, you know what I mean? Like there's such hostility. And that's why it's like, I'm telling you, this is why, you know, a lack of religion, I don't care what religion, a lack of religion in the black community is what's happening. There is no spiritual guidance. All they have is media, customers, and, and free shit given to them by the government. And that's why all three need to be abolished. Yeah. They just, it has to be, and not that they, look, Christians just got to do a better job at their job. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. come on, if you're, John, if you're a Christian, isn't that your job to be a Christian? Then you got to spread the word, man. Like, you got to start telling people, like, open up your own coffee shop and compete with Starbucks. But instead of using stupid slogans, like seriously, if I was a Christian dude, I'd get some EB5 money, open up a coffee shop chain, you know, but, but not be pretentious. Just do like real coffee, real donuts, and just yeah. compete with Starbucks. Just make it good and just make it fresher because the pastries at Starbucks sucks. <laughs> it's stale. price too. But dude, like Christians, they, but see, but here's the thing. Christians don't believe in making money. They think it's a sin. Oh, I'm rich. I'm it's a sin to be rich. Oh, you know, the rich people are, have a hard time because something about some needle. 
Like this, it's harder than uh, you know, to go to the Isle of Manila. It's harder. It's what's that quote? I, I know what you're talking about. It yeah, is. Yeah, that quote. That's what they believe, but they totally misunderstood. You know, because here's the thing. Like, cause I know a lot about the Middle East, so that's why I know this story. But uh, okay, so you know the eye of the needle, what that meant yeah. in the old days when a camel you know everybody rode camels right so like a rich dude okay so like you know those archways but uh, anyway so in the middle east they have these archways to get into places you know what I mean? it's just how it goes like in aladdin so have you ever noticed that it looks like a needle like those archways in aladdin that kind of yeah. look like a needle? so in the old days those archways were called the needle you know like a sewing needle yeah yeah of course so to get through that needle you had to unpack your camel for inspection because you know when you're poor huh. you got nothing you walk right through the needle right it's but when you're rich you got to unload your camel all these people got to go through your crap and then you got to repack the camel and walk through that needle that's where that phrase comes from huh you know what i mean it's it's not like an eye of a sewing needle it wasn't a metaphor. It was a literal, it was a literal, uh, 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 so you got to remember like a lot of these things. It's like, um, yeah, I was always interested in stuff like that. That's why I was like, I don't think people really understand. Because what it means is what, and that, that story is expanded on, right? Cause it's like a rich man won't inherit the kingdom because he's got riches, but here's the deal. The problem here, which is elaborated great was when somebody asked God's like, how do I, follow you and get to heaven. He's just like, okay, sell off everything that you have and follow me. You have to be detached from it though. See, that's the thing is like, yeah. it's not about making money. It's the love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not the root and of all evil. The thing is like this, in order to be detached from money is to not have money. See, I grew up not having money. So I'm not attached to it. I could lose it. Like, dude, trust me, I lost just like Trump. You know, Trump wasn't, wasn't attached to money. He lost hundreds, well, he lost billions of dollars. And, but he got it back because why? Because he's not attached to it. Yeah. And that's what makes him great. And you're saying the right thing. If you're not attached to money, you're going to be just fine. You can make all the money in the world, but guess what? You give it away freely too because I know the counselor trips out sometimes when I give money to poor people. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's in my pocket. Eh, who cares? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I look at somebody and I go, you know, and I judge them. I'm thinking, all right, you look like you're not going to buy hardcore drugs and you might buy some food with this. So crap, I'll give you some cash. Yeah. So I do that a lot because I'm not attached to my money. I don't care. Like, you know, you know what, honestly, because we've been like, because, you know, here it's a crap hole, right? And uh, it's, we're going to get out of here soon enough, but (laughs) it's depressing to be here. So, we eat out every single day because we don't cook in here. We don't, you know what I mean? Cause what? it's hard. You gotta dude. cook every, bro. Day. every single day. I even, we even buy salads. We don't even go to the store to go, but we just, somebody makes it for us and F it. You know what I mean? Because it's just, that's how detached to money I am because you know, even though it's a waste of money and we're spending tons of money eating out every day, even for salads, mm-hmm. uh, I already know. You know what? It's all right. Cause I'm going to make this money back and it's going to be okay. And that's why I'm not tripping off of it. So, but, but the thing is if you're attached to money, 
Oh man, can you imagine that? Living in a crap hole like this, cooking in a place like this, so super tiny and all. Like eating out helps alleviate the pressures of living in the ghetto. You know what I mean? Because like right now we live in a ghetto. In San Francisco, you can make 200000 a year and still live in a ghetto because the tax situation and everything is so high and so gosh darn expensive. I mean, dude, they got a sugar tax in here. They tax the sugar that we use in our drinks. The only thing that's not taxed is regular water. And even that's taxed because there's a plastic tax fee on it. But at least, you know, that's a way cheaper than buying Coke. Or, you know what I mean, dude? Like, to buy soda is like maybe, like, if you go to Costco, buy a soda, there's maybe three bucks added for the sugar tax. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. So, you know, and, and if you go to Costco, there's already a 250 charge on plastic. You know, all those plastic bottles, they charge you $2.50 extra. So the water's 250 and then the, there's a 250 charge on the plastic. So it's five bucks. But it's still cheaper than Coke. You know, because Coke is going to run you like 13 bucks for a pallet of Coke. And uh, I mean, if you're selling it, because it comes 40 in a pack, so you can still make 40 bucks off that $13 if you're selling it. Yeah. But still, I ain't going to be spending no $13 when Coke should cost me six cents. Then I could sell that for a buck or 250 in San Francisco. But you know what I mean? But it's, it's insane. Like, dude, so, you know, the best way to deal with things instead of stressing out is just to go out, spend the money. And you know what? When our situation gets better, then we can make money. And when you make money, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like your life isn't like, oh, I got to make this money. I got to make this money. You got to mm -hmm. have a real healthy, uh, you have to have a real healthy, as the baby saying, detachment to money. <laughs> and I don't know, people don't teach that. I mean, they should teach that. If that's what's said in the Bible, that is something that's important to learn in the Bible. Right. And the, well, the thing is where it's explicitly noted is it says that money is the root of all evil. You cannot serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. But that's the thing. Don't serve money. You know yeah. Because I mean? money don't run you. You run money. And money can honestly help a lot of people. That's why, you know what, even if it helps them do something crazy, but you know, I'm generous to people on the streets because I know it's going to do more good than harm. You know what I mean? Because a random act of kindness, like maybe that dude ain't going to break into someone's car that day. Cause you got to exactly. gauge people. It's like, eh. and then plus two, some dudes are really trying to like, they're trying to sell these homeless newspapers or, yeah. or, or, play music on the side without a permit. So you got to, you know, cause they run the risk of getting arrested for playing like that on the streets. <laughs> no, but anyway, but, uh, cause I know it's, I know you got to go, but, but I want to end saying this, uh, this whole black on Asian crime, it happens. It's real, but it's not a problem. It's just what black people do. <sighs> It's just how, look, when you're from the hood, it's just what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And when they get out of the hood, it happens. It, they're not doing it because they hate Asians. They're doing it because it's what they were bred to do. The government has bred them to do this. The Christians have totally turned their backs on these communities. There is no God. They don't believe in anything. They believe in the gun. They believe in money. Seriously, that's their God is money and the gun and mm -hmm. the government. That's it. They're entitled to the government. They're entitled to just kill people. Why? Because there's no consequences. They don't believe in God. 
Mm-hmm. That is their God. Their government is their God. So, you know, it's not a racism thing. It's just that's what happens when there's no God. Like, uh, there's this saying in Brazil that the city of God is the ghetto. Hmm. Because, you know, that's, that, that's, that's the true nature of... I, I know, it's, you know Christians might have a hard time hearing this, but that's what they believe. They believe the true nature of God is the violence that's in, in the, in the ghettos and the slums of Brazil. Yeah. I don't know if I agree, but, uh, no, 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 it's not a, no, I don't agree I don't with know. that. No, yeah, but, but that's the point because the Brazilians, you know, cause Brazilians, they believe in that voodoo, like, uh, a lot of like, you know, like how the South, they believe in voodooism and, you know, like all that witchcraft stuff. So they believe that in Brazil a lot. A lot of witchcraft and animal sacrifice type stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's yeah. just what they believe. No, it's true. Uh, and uh, But that's what they think. So it's not true, but that's what they say. The city of God is, is, is the, uh, if you want to see God, you'll see it in the ghettos where all the crimes, rapes, and, and just, you know, murders and, and, and mass. <laughs> But but trigger the baby. <laughs> yeah. No, but but the reason why that happens is because the Christians have failed to do their job. Like there is like that big giant Jesus statue in Brazil. Yeah. You know, it's real famous, iconic. And oh, yeah. uh, and, and but it's the truth. The Christian leadership have failed, and therefore that's why you have all these blacks who are poor committing all these crimes because they're they're used to the government giving them everything. They're angry at their minimum wage jobs at McDonald's or they get treated like poop because people don't treat them decently. Mm-hmm. You know, they have like when their lattes all messed up, you know, when, when, uh, when Starbucks is telling you, Hey, look, our cups of coffee are going to inspire and nurture the human spirit, but yet they're spitting in your face <laughs> because you messed up on their order. Come on. That's their God. Seriously. Do you see what's happening in the ghettos? Yeah. No, you're with the lack of Christianity, there's gonna be an increase of what we see in these videos. I'm not kidding, and I hate to say this, I don't know why this is surprising people. What do you think black people are gonna do? Yeah, no. Seriously, they're the and here's another one. But look, black people are the last people in the United States that work out. Because we're a soft country. It's not like Australia or you know, like these, these like Nordic countries, these fat white boys, they're super strong. They're the strongest humans on the planet, even though they're fat. Why? Because they do manly jobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're in logging and, and coal mining. And they're digging dirt in the holes like Mexicans. You know, that's Mexican work. A lot of whites in this country, that's Mexican work. Mm-hmm. You know, who are the hardest working people in this country? The Mexicans. Why? They're the ones digging the holes in the dirt so everybody could put these synthetic wires through for for your internet services who's digging them holes the mexicans and the blacks who don't mind working you know what i mean but those like if you ever look at those crews you'll see a good majority mexicans and about like 70 percent mexican 30 percent black because they do the grunt work they don't mind doing that type of work they're the last men in this country you'll never see asians working like that with the hot asphalt and, and breaking concrete. It's always the Mexicans or the blacks. Why do they yeah. have those grunt jobs? You know, because they don't mind doing the work. And if they're <laughs> not doing that kind of work, they're fucking killing you. 
<laughs> and there's only so many holes you can dig in this country because you need a permit to dig a hole now. You know, no, I, mean? I know, I know. Like, but that's, a, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. These people have been abandoned by the Christians. And who takes over their thing? The Muslims. Oh. And the Muslims say it's okay to kill like that. Yeah, if they disrespect you, you kill them. You know what I mean? And, and that, hey, look, man, I'm yeah. telling you, Muslims, that's a violent, violent. They're not teaching peace or anything like that. They're teaching you to take revenge, eye for an eye and all that madness. It, it's crazy. But as an observer of the streets, I know it's true. Only, only, the only religion that says, you know, turn the other cheek and, and forgive your neighbors is the Christian faith. Yeah. And without that forgiveness, you're going to keep seeing these videos popping up here and there because blacks don't forgive nobody. They hold grudges like the Hatfield and McCoys. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> but yeah, it's an old thing. Like th these two white families called the Hatfields were fighting with the McCoys for like hundreds of years and just ki killing each other for no reason. And uh, they could never forgive each other for something that happened over 100 years ago. So the Hatfield and McCoys were like the greatest you know rivalry that ever happened why because they abandoned god you know what i mean like that uh, but i think that's that was a uh 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 that story although it might be true but not to that extent was a, a knock on the jewish faith yeah because that's what happens when you believe an eye for an eye you end up with the half and the half field and the mccoys <laughs> you know just decades and decades it leads to centuries of fighting for no reason these guys no, weren't sure. even born when it first started but yeah, it's yeah. eye for an eye so i gotta kill you i need revenge dude you can't be seeking revenge although it's cool in a movie and i sometimes i say things like that but you know what because even now i think i'm evolving or like because in the old me would it just beat the crap out of this person but i was walking with the counselor's sister she almost got hit and, uh, you know, I pulled her back and she was, you know, she was safe. So, uh, and then the dude stopped and I just looked and I was like, nah, dude, you're good. You can go. And, uh, cause he thought, you know, cause he was, dude, I could have just beat the, I almost, it crossed yeah, my know, mind to just, him. no, 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 no. But I did not though. That's the point. And because why, what good would it have done? Yeah. You know, she wasn't paying attention you know, you know, cause you got to pay attention when you're on the street. So I, I, I pulled her out of the way and, and long story short, nothing happened. So why am I going to beat this dude's ass for what? Yeah. You know, he was, he already looked scared. I'm, yeah, I could see the fear in his eyes. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking when I saw that fear, I was like, okay, he didn't see her, whatever. You know, it was an, it was an act. He didn't do it on purpose. So even beating him was not going to do any good. So, you know what I mean? So I'm starting to learn that you just can't be beating people for no reason. Yeah. You know, that eye for an eye stuff, it don't work. It just, no, for sure, for sure. You got to have forgiveness. You got to do all that crazy stuff, but it's not being taught. Trust yeah. me, these churches are empty. They're just empty buildings with nobody. And, uh, and yeah, you know what? Churches need uh, tax breaks and stuff like that because they need to start teaching people about whatever it is that's in that Bible that made blacks successful in the 1800s, whatever freed the slaves back in those days. Absolutely. I know man. that book has to have a lot of crap in it. Cause dude, <laughs> you know how hard it is to end slavery. You know how hard it is to make you economically successful. Like why are all these Chinese all of a sudden being successful? It's not because they're stealing and theft. Like everybody believes it's because they're working hard, but 
But at yeah. the same time, they have a, some kind of structure, some kind of system where they're respecting their elders, taking care of each other. You know, it's not like social welfare is helping anybody. Hong Kong's been uh, a certain way for a long ass time. And it's just a weird thing that a lot of Chinese are now turned into Christianity. It's, it can't be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And now blacks are at the bottom. Can't be a coincidence. No, no, it's, yeah, it's true. Dude, because progressive ideology is identical to communism ideology. Communistic ideology. No God, atheism, you know, the government, the state, you know, education. Look, education's great and I owe everything to my education. But it hasn't helped me with anything else other than really nothing. You know, just to talk my way out of a lot of beatings. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but we got we to wrap this up because we're kind of getting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, I know. Ideally, no, that's a good place to kind of see it because it's not a coincidence. We keep expanding on it. Ideally, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all rooted in just the removal of God in the equation. It's funny seeing these interesting dichotomies that don't just happen in the United States, but they happen around the world. And, you know, I definitely want to dive into that a little bit more so. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, by stumbling on this, you find out just all the parallels. It's, it's, it's been staring you in the face this whole time, whether it's Christianity or MLMs or whatnot. So I hope you guys got something out of the show. Again, thank you for tuning in. It looks like he's going to have to go do some babysitting now. So we'll all see you all in the next episode. Yeah. Take care.